is uh, Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. And that's some of that classic rock. I think Babe Laufenberg at one point probably enjoyed, probably still enjoys when he's doing all those workouts. He listens to that type of stuff. Babe, uh, uh, check in with me here on where you are on the road. I think you and your son are uh, perhaps headed toward uh, Colorado. Can you can you look out the window and let me know where you are in the uh, in the trip here? You, you know, when I look out the window, I see his truck. We're leaving tomorrow. I thought, Mose, I oh. thought you had texted me that it was tomorrow. I just happened to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally packing him up. The phone rang, and I see the two five four, and I'm thinking, "Oh, that's hilarious." Okay, well, that's Mosley, but I don't know that. This so yeah, typical. tomorrow. I, let's let's check in tomorrow. I might be in like <laughs> Dollhart. You ever driven to Colorado, Mose? From here, from Dallas. You go You're on the air. You go You're, Dalhart, so you, you know, you literally you literally thought you were doing this with me tomorrow because when tomorrow. you said when you said four twenty, I was like, "Oh, awesome." Okay, and and I no, thought the trip was though, today. Yeah, because who knows where we would be, and, and who knows how the reception would be when I when I was there. I know, but you know, babe, you usually like to get a lot of notes in front of you when I, I call and and really have everything in order. So, uh, oh, yeah, I, you, I got notes you, in front of me. I'm working on my charts. <laughs> oh man, the charts, babe, is getting ready to. Uh, uh, the the Cowboys play obviously three thirty Sunday, and uh, this is. Uh, Babe, just immediately, it's funny how people go, oh, that's a bad matchup, or that's a good matchup. I mean, who oh. knows in these things? Yeah. I mean, it, it's just hilarious how everybody, oh, I don't think that's a good matchup. I mean, who, I, I who knows? Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> and when, as you well know, Mose, you've been doing this a while. When you yeah. get to the playoffs, there are no good matchups. You know, Jacksonville isn't here. <laughs> the New York Giants aren't in the playoffs. So every team you face typically is going to have a pretty good quarterback. Um. And, you know, they, hey, San Francisco, they won 10 games this year, you know. So, yeah, there's, I never look at it like, oh, they don't match up well with this team or that team. You know who you don't match up well with? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it doesn't matter what team you are, oh, that's a bad matchup. Why? Well, because they have Tom Brady or they have Aaron Rodgers. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and we all have to kind of, you know, you prepare because you got to call this thing in the moment. So, you, it's not like you're out there trying to make a – bunch of predictions what was that tweet i had brad on last week you had some great tweet that i referenced where you were kind of like oh my gosh it was a cowboys related tweet and you were kind of warning people like hey oh oh it was about the cowboys complaining about the reps or whatever and and at some point you said okay if you get to a certain amount of these penalties you might have to look in the mirror at some point yeah yeah yeah. and i said if you're the most heavily penalized team in the nfl which they are which they are as we talk at this moment then guess what you're probably getting going to get a lot of penalties called against you but here's one for you most ready I'm going to yeah. give you this before I tweet it. How's that? All right. All right. Of course, when we hang up, I'll say, I'll, I'll find the tweet from Matt Mosley. <laughs> you won't believe this, huh? The last, okay, so the Cowboys were literally the most heavily penalized team in the NFL this year by numbers. Um, the last team to win the Super Bowl that was the most heavily penalized team in the league was. 2013 Seattle Seahawks, and the defensive coordinator was? Dan Quinn. So this could be a good omen. This could be a good omen. You know, if you want to see wow. the glass half full, Mose, like I know you'd like to. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I tend to. Yeah, I always try to do that. Oh. You've known me oh, for yeah. years. Uh, yeah, and uh, we've even done radio together back in the day, back the 103.3, yeah. back before they got ready to sell it to a religious broadcaster. Did you know that? It's gonna. It's now being so, my my old station is now going to be in the hands of a religious broadcasting group. <laughs> in, well, any day I think now. We all agree, and your listeners would agree. Sports is religion. So yes. I, I, I yes. view it that it was already when it's when it was ESPN, it was in the hands of a religious broadcast, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Right. <laughs> and especially with Galloway involved, it was very religious. There's a lot of Oh lot yes, of, I do. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. Uh talking to Babe Laufenberg, uh Cowboys radio analyst, longtime uh uh T V anchor in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um it, this is this is gonna be really interesting. I don't, babe. It's it's hard to to look at this team, and they've had two performances against beleaguered teams with you know that had a lot of people out, had COVID with against Washington, and then the Eagles sat a whole bunch of people. Um, do you, do you you have a good sense though about you played long enough to know? Do you kind of feel like what they did uh, against the Eagles was maybe a a smart thing? Kind of like, hey, let's get – now, some of it got a little goofy because it did seem like they were trying to break a bunch of records <laughs> at some right. point in the second half. But the part of it where, hey, let's let's throw about five touchdowns here and let's get rolling, do you think there was some wisdom to that approach? I always defer to the head coach. And, and I'm assuming the head coach is talking to his coordinators and all that. So, as you remember um, – and I'm sure you brought up on your show, Tom Coughlin and the Giants received unbelievable praise for playing all their guys and playing to the bitter end when they lost to New England in 2007. I don't think I've ever seen a team lose and be more universally applauded for their effort and all that. But that then carried them to the Super Bowl where they beat that same New England Patriots team. So, again, I I defer to the coach. And the other part of that, Moses, is it's a good idea until you get one guy hurt. Right. If Zach Martin got injured in that Philadelphia game while they're trying to get Zeke his thousand yards, you we would just yeah. say, What we, McCarthy needs to be fired tomorrow or at halftime <laughs> or whatever. But fortunately they came out of it unscathed. But hey, what you know what I really love though most? McCarthy had said like a, a week before that game, so it was but he had he had just talked about he said, I've done it both ways where we've rested guys, I've done it where we we played our starters that final game. He said it lost both times, and neither one of them worked. <laughs> so there's, there's just not a right or wrong way to do it. But, uh, yeah. but what was fun, and I don't know that they took a whole lot out of that. To me, it was honestly a no-win situation. They were effectively playing the Philadelphia Eagles junior varsity team. I mean, there were guys brought up from the practice squad. I didn't even know if they played in college, right? I mean, they brought up 16 guys. <laughs> from I mean, we're adding guys that night. Brad Sham and I, were, 90 minutes before is when, you know, you get the inactives and the guys get pulled up or whatever from the practice squad. And we're, we're just wiping the whole slate clean. And so if you, if you perform poorly, you say, oh, my goodness, are we in trouble? They played their junior varsity, and we scored seven points. And if you play well – it's easily dismissed because you say, well, they really weren't. There, it was a preseason game. They were playing against. They weren't playing against NFL players. So, yeah. But I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, if you're going to play your guys and they're going to play their JV team on the other side, you better run over them. You better demolish them. And they did do that. Yeah. 
I, I had to laugh. They, so they get Zeke, his his thousand, and, right. and everybody's been saying, rest him, rest him, rest him. And somebody joked, kind of like, I think you're saying to rest the wrong back. Pollard's the guy you want to rest <laughs> and, and keep and keep fresh. I, I Could you see a scenario where, and of course this has been written a million different times, like, oh, Pollard's the guy, and, and certainly he has different characteristics than Zeke. But could you see a scenario where Pollard, a fresh Pollard, hopefully with the fasciitis uh, that he's dealing with, uh, he, uh, settled down just a bit, although that, that seems like that's going to be something that he has to get taken care of in the offseason. Could you see a scenario where Pollard is maybe even featured more than, than Zeke in this game? I don't know that he will be featured more, but I, I do know you don't want to come out of this game Sunday and Tony Pollard touched the ball, you know, six, seven, eight times. Yeah. You, you got to figure out a way to – that he and when the game ends, he's, he's got 10 to 15 touches in the game. Whether if you want to run him 10 times and throw it to him five times, but he is their explosive back. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Zeke, Zeke went 10 games, Moe's, where his longest run was 13 yards. 10 games. Uh, Philadelphia, he got a 23 yarder there. But, I mean, t- Tony Pollard. Is, he's a home run hitter. We've seen it. Shooty returned a kickoff return for a touchdown. And I think the week off will help him. I think they were just resting him. He certainly would have played if it was a playoff game or that type of thing. But now I will say this. Zeke is much better in pass protection. So if you can have a pass protector back there, it's, it almost has to be Zeke. Um, but, yeah, it'll, it'd be a mistake. And I know that they're going to they're gonna get him the ball. But it'd be a mistake if, if he walks, they finish up that game Sunday and Tony Pollard has single-digit touches. Yeah, I agree. Talking to Babe Laufenberg, um, uh, joining us, a radio analyst for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. This, this San Francisco team, you're a man that, that likes to look at the film, break it down. Uh, I thought that Garoppolo, that was amazing. They, that, that game was all but over, it seemed. And they, but they Over. had the three timeouts, <laughs> and they got that thing back. And here comes Garoppolo, yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 right down the field. I mean, think about it. they. There are certain guys in the league that they've been trying to replace for a while now, and he's become one of those. But certainly, uh, San Francisco, you know that that rookie uh, or or you know he that guy came from uh, North Dakota. He hadn't played a lot of football, so they're going to have to. They've kind of had to ease him along here. What do you make of? Garoppolo, and is it fair to say that he's there's a little bit of a streaky factor, like Dak has from time to time with him? Well, Garoppolo, he's dealing with a thumb injury, as you know, so that that's going to be interesting to see. Did it get better? Did it get worse? Uh, you can see he struggled a little bit with with the grip of the football, which is never a good thing when you want to throw the ball. Here's what I don't get though, most. Um, obviously, they traded for Garoppolo. From New England, right? And then he comes in. He won. They, they kept him on the bench for a while, let him learn the offense. I think they were 5-0 and when he, when he played. But anyway, Kyle Shanahan, since he's been there as the head coach, with Garoppolo as his starter, and this including playoffs, they're 33-15. and 15. When somebody not named Jimmy Garoppolo starts for Kyle Shanahan, they're 8-28. and 28. Goodness. So 33-15 and 15 with him. Eight and twenty-eight without him. So again, I defer to the coaching staff. They know what they're doing. They they know what they need and want. But 
if I had a guy that was winning two out of three games, <laughs> and it took, I don't want to say took me to a Super Bowl. Obviously, the defense was great, but he was the quarterback on a Super Bowl team. Uh, I'd say, boy, we, we need to figure out a way to keep this guy. And they were doing everything they could. They tried to get Matthew Stafford um, in, in that trade. Didn't get him. Then they end up obviously drafting Trey Lance, moving way up to get him, uh, and not even knowing who they would get. That's the other part of that. If you're trading up for the one first pick in the draft or whatnot, I, I know who I'm taking. They didn't know that Trey Lance was going to be available or any of that. They just they just went up, gave up a bunch, and because it was not a draft day trade, it was like a week before yeah. the draft. So very, it was just all very interesting. You know, here they are at ten and seven, and trying to figure out what they're going to do again with Jimmy Jimmy G. <laughs> By the way, that tweet you gave me is doing great. That thing's already got about five hundred <laughs> likes. It's doing really I well out there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now you got to put that one out there. I do like that one, and uh, I'll be the first to kind of give that a retweet. And uh, you know, well, you and Brad know. Says, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You no. Go ahead. Well, everybody says, oh, you can't, you know, penalties, you can't be heavily penalized, you can't win with penalties. And mm-hmm. I went back and looked at the most heavily penalized teams over the last 20 years or something. And you just, you're shocked. You're like, oh, wow, they were really good. And they were that, you know, they were, they were penalized like that. Kansas City uh, in 2018, they led the NFL in penalties, you know, and they ended up in the Super Bowl. So it, it, it happens that you can overcome them. Um, but again, the knee jerk is oh, penalty, bad penalties, bad coaching, can't do anything with it. And then you look at it, and the fact is different than the narrative of what we think in our minds. That's one one of my favorites too. Is you know, well, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, right? You beat a team twice, and you play in playoffs. Why? If you already beat them twice, you're probably better than them. And then if you look at the numbers, the team that wins the first two wins more of the third game. Uh, than not, it's like they win two out of three in the, in, in the playoffs too. So, and yeah, I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory either. I kind of liked it though. I wanted to plant doubt in the minds of the Oklahoma State people when it was Baylor <laughs> playing them for the second time, and I just right. kept saying, "Yeah, you can't beat a team twice." It's just right. in the Big Twelve, there's just no way to do it. So I felt like that in that case, it was a good talking point. All right, well, babe, um, I'm glad we got to do this. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do tomorrow, Mose. And you can. I'm at 4:20 tomorrow. Yeah. I'm on the road with my son, so he's moving to Denver. I'm moving him up, and then obviously flying back Saturday and uh, doing the game Sunday. But at 4:20 tomorrow, I'm going to take a photo of wherever we are. Maybe a yeah. city. It may not be. We may not be in a city. If you're in yeah. a city, it's a real small one when you make that drive. Once you get out of Amarillo, there's really not another big city until you hit Denver. But I'm going to take a photo right at 4:20. And I'm going to send it to you. I want you to do that. and uh, I want you to know I, where I, I am at all times. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's how we should operate moving forward, babe. Uh, I appreciate it. And keep your eye, by the way, they got a, they, the, the uh, 49ers have a Baylor running back on their team, Jamichael Hasty. All right? He's, uh, he's kind of what you'd call the third back. Debo's kind of a versatile guy. Mitchell, as you know, is their, their lead back. But Jamichael Hasty, Baylor's own, when he has a nice run Sunday, please give the Baylor Bears a little love. Absolutely, I will. Now, he's only had 16 carries this year. Yeah. You know? But he was, the other day, he had a nice, he had a big, he had one, yeah. like, really kind of good moment, as I recall. Oh, I'm ready so, for him. I'm ready for him. Average yeah, 4.3 yeah. this year. I'm ready for him. Oh, good, good. 
you're, you're always ready for anything. Babe, I, I, especially this call today. I appreciate yeah. you. Hey, Thank you. All right, there you go. You bet. Babe Laufenberg, uh, friend for many years and the uh, radio voice of the Dallas Cowboys. So Brad will hear that and be like, wait, I am. No, Brad, he is up. Uh, you know, Babe played for the Cowboys and is the radio analyst, and Brad Sham is the voice of the Cowboys. They've been a really good duo for uh, a lot of years now. In fact, 